Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we're going to talk about a New York man who apparently drowned while swimming at Castaway Key. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, SeaWorld's earnings report for last year, which, to put it mildly, were dismal. Um, and Disney also gave everybody a sneak peek at Avatar Land this past week. We're going to talk about that. Um, we're also going to have another Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin uh, scavenger hunt where you could win a three-day, two-night stay at the resort. And a little later on, Dustin and the team are going to be taking emails and voicemails from you, our listeners and viewers. And that should be a lot of fun. I don't know what else to say. All that coming up next from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 787 for the week of March 3rd, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close. Hello for your listeners. Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hi, everybody. Julie Martin. Back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with associate producer, Gregory Williams and Rhino Clavin. And uh, before we say anything else, we have to wish a very happy birthday, happy 28th, to Mr. Craig Williams. Hey. Woohoo! Yes, He's all grown up. <laughs> what does that make me? Seriously, 28 wise. is old. Don't make me come back there and slap you. It makes me old and you wise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, keep peddling. Fire him. <laughs> You're also wise. I, you know, I would, I would, but he does such a good job. All right. So I like, his, I like his jaunty chapeau. I'm enjoying your hat today. Oh, thank you very jaunty much. Jaunty chapeau. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> last week you enjoyed his blouse. No, I, last week I enjoyed. Last his week it was my blouse. What I think is great is this is so he can go right into a second job as an Uber driver after this. <laughs> or a newsie. <laughs> or a newsie. Oh, there's still one right outside right now. Seize the day, Craig. Seize the day. I'm always doing that. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, as I mentioned before, we're doing uh, our segment this week is. Uh, voicemails and emails from our from our listeners and viewers and uh, we're going to be doing a lot more of that in the coming months so we're encouraging everyone to please uh, send in your your emails uh, uh, what, what's the email address podcast at disunplug.com thank you thank you <laughs> I ha- called me old earlier <laughs> well it's just be I haven't said it in so long it's uh, it's a while. It's been a while. So. When you looked at me, I thought it was like a trick question. I was like, is there a separate email address for this? No, it's the regular one. Podcast at disunplugged.com. Yeah. You can tell this is rehearsed, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but also, uh, we're doing something new in terms of voicemails. Rather than calling in, if you go to disunplugged.com slash contact, I believe. We'll have a link to it in the show notes if I'm wrong. But uh, if you go to that page, there is a, a little widget there called SpeakPipe. And you can actually just record your voicemail right from that page uh, through your computer. And so no phone calls, no data charges, whatever. Uh, and so we would really love your voicemails. We'd like a lot more voicemails, actually. Yeah, it uses the built-in mic in your computer. And the audio quality that we've gotten so Excellent. far has been very, very good. It's really good. So uh, please send those in. And uh, we're going to go back to doing something that we used to do. If we use your email or your voicemail on an upcoming show, you are going to get, I don't have one with me to show, it's actually, I've got one inside, one of the new uh, disboards.com coffee mugs. It has a nice little spoon with it. They're so cute. They're adorable. They're adorable. I love it. Oh, Dustin has one he can can hold up, but, you know, kind of hard. It's kind of small, yeah. But, yeah, so if we use your email or your voicemail on the show, you'll get a little coffee mug from us to say thank you. Uh... So there's that, and again, links to all that and everything we talk about. Ooh, excuse me, on the show, uh, disunplugged.com. That was a little disgusting. I apologize. I'm drinking Pepsi, so it's making me gassy. It's a little gassy. Um, also, want to remind everyone of all the upcoming Dis meets to raise money for Give Kids the World that are coming up this year. If my computer will cooperate. 
Uh, Richmond, Virginia, April 10th through the 12th. Uh, the New Jersey meet, April 24th through the 26th. Coasting for Kids, taking place at uh, Cedar Fair Parks around the country, uh, June 7th. The Hershey, Pennsylvania meet, June 26th through the 28th. The Nova Scotia meet, August 16th. The Indianapolis meet, August 29th. Um, and I, I, I don't have the date on the New England meet. Have they announced it? The 26th through the 28th, I believe. September. September. Of September. Okay. So lots of meets coming up where you can come out, show your support, help raise money for Give Kids the World. Um, and uh, also uh, there's a couple things. Uh, the Coasting for Kids update Tom sent to me says that they are off to a good start uh, for that event. Uh, this is an event organized by Give Kids the World at 11 Cedar Fair Parks across the country. So far, 26 Dizzers have signed up at six different parks, and uh, Tom feels we're well on our way to improving uh, the 34 people that participated last year. Uh, Tom's goal this year is to have Dizzers at all 11 Cedar Fair Parks. So if you're anywhere near California's Great America in Northern California, Canada's Wonderland near Toronto, King's Island near Cincinnati, uh, Michigan's Adventure near Grand Rapids, and uh, the uh, King's Dominion near Richmond, Ooh. then uh, we'd love for you to come out and help raise money for Give Kids the World. Again, we'll have a link to that in the show notes page, disunplugged.com. What was that? I have no clue. All these weird noises. And, um, I so that's cool. But on the, on the subject of raising money for Give Kids the World, I want to give a shout out to a group known as the Diz Divas. Uh, back in 2008, there were a group of women on the Diz that kind of got together and decided they were going to go kind of leave their husbands and their kids uh, behind and go have a, you know, a weekend at, uh, in Disneyland. And they have done this every year, and it has grown every year. Over 75 women participated this year. And they've been doing a lot of stuff to raise money for Give Kids the World. Uh, they've been, they did an online auction. They did all this stuff. They raised over $7,500 this year wow. for Give Kids the World. That's fantastic. So they do this every year. So if, you would, if you're interested in becoming part of the Diz Divas, uh, we'll put a link on the show notes page so you can get more information about it. Maybe join them next year. I think they just did it this, uh, like this past week, yeah, the end of February. And $7,500, ladies, my hat's off to you. Uh, that's a phenomenal accomplishment. Uh, to raise that much money, and you have my 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 great appreciation and my thanks, as well as that of Give Kids the World, I'm sure. But uh, I think that's really cool. It's really cool. Seventy five women taking over. Seventy five Diz women taking over Disneyland. That's, <laughs> I was thinking about maybe one year doing it. You know, just getting up and dragging and joining them, but that could raise some money. <laughs> that could raise some money. Next year, if they raise, mm, it's got to be a good number, twenty thousand. I'll show up and drag. Or, or if you raise twenty thousand for me not to show up and drag, <laughs> could, could break either way. So, but congratulations, that's a great accomplishment. Um, also, want to remind everybody about the Diz Unplugged, uh, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, uh, broadcasting live every Sunday, eleven p.m. Eastern, eight p.m. Pacific. And goes up on iTunes on Monday. This week's show, Mary Jo and the Diz Divas talk about planning a Disneyland vacation for a large group. And Tom reviews another Disneyland Good Neighbor Hotel, the best Western park place in. So head out to disunplugged.com and check out their show. Also, every Wednesday, live, 1 p.m., disunplugged.com, the trip with Jenny Lindop and Teresa Eccles. And what are you guys talking about this week? This year, uh, this year, this episode coming up, we're talking, we're doing our top five pre-trip planning time savers and our top five trip time savers. So before your trip and during your trip. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. And of course, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, DizUnplugged.com, the universal edition of the Diz Unplugged with host Craig Williams. And of course, the lovely Julie Martin, Jenny Lynn Knopp, and... The not as lovely as those two, oh. but still very nice uh, Rhino Clavin. I'm and, there, too. And <laughs> Dustin, Dustin's in the mix as well. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about this week, Craig? Oh, this week we are... That's why... Well, that's why... <laughs> hey, man, that's what we'll be talking about. I've been talking to Will a lot, I guess. I <laughs> Sorry, Will, if you're listening. Uh, this week we're talking about the movies that inspired 
uh, the attractions at Universal Orlando and which ones we think you should watch before your trip to make it in more enjoyable. Awesome. That's it. Cool. Cool. All right. Um, as I mentioned in the opening, uh, we are doing another Swan Dolphin scavenger hunt this month. It's going to run for the entire month of March. And uh, we have three questions that you will find when you go to the scavenger hunt page, which a link to that will be on the show notes page as well. And uh, for the people that get all three questions right, you get entered into a drawing, random drawing, for a three-day, two-night stay at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. The answers to all the questions are found on the Swan Dolphin site, and you have to provide the URL on the Swan Dolphin site in order to get the answer correct. So uh, we're going to get back to doing that every month. So we're going to be giving away a three-day, two-night stay at the Swan Dolphin each month. So for this month, like I said, go to disunplug.com, check the show notes page, and you will find a link to uh, the scavenger hunt. And you can fill it out and maybe get lucky. And finally, we need to put a call out for Disney Confessions. We want your Disney Confessions. And that was a a segment that Jenny Lynn did a few months back, and we're going to be reviving it. It seemed to do well. And uh, so just talk a little bit about that, Jenny Lynn. What are Disney Confessions? Well, we all know that as Disney fans, a lot of us have habits or idiosyncrasies that we have um, incorporated into our lifestyle to get our Disney fix. And um, we want you to talk to us about them so that we can... um, discuss them maybe give a little guidance or you know um have solidarity with you in that so if you are brave enough to confess what it is that you do in your life that might be considered a little disney obsessive and is maybe considered odd by people who are not hardcore disney fans we we would love to uh talk about that awesome yeah i made a mistake I have been corrected. The Diz Meet this year in New England is the 18th through the 20th of December. I apologize. Of December? September. September. Uh, You know, it's sometime in the fall. (laughs) (laughs) It's September 18th through the 20th. September 18th through the 20th, 2015. Um, (laughs) 9-18. Okay. Very good. Now, um, I don't have a poll for this week because I'm really having a hard time coming up with poll questions. I'll be honest with you. Some weeks some weeks it's really easy. There's a good a story or something we're talking about that just makes it a great poll question. Other weeks, it's just not. <laughs> so here's what I want to do. Send me an email to podcast at disunplug.com with your suggestions for a poll. And if I use it, not only will we give a random $50 gift card to the, someone that answers the poll... We'll give you a $50 Disney gift card as well. So I'm going to pay for poll ideas because (laughs) I'm running out of them. And I love doing them, and they're fun, and we get some good information out of it, and oftentimes makes a really good good discussion. So email me podcast at disunplugged.com with your poll suggestions. And if we use it, you will get a $50 Disney gift card. So Sounds like a good deal. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. So... All right, that is it for me in housekeeping. Anything else? Anyone? I'm just wondering if I can get paid $50 for my oh, ideas. You get, you, honey, you get taken well care of. Yes, <laughs> I do. The New England meet is September 8th. If you'd, like to, if, you'd like to get, if you'd like to get $50 for poll ideas in exchange for your monthly salary, we oh, can no, do that. We're good. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else? Yeah, I just want to make sure we finally land on when is that New England meet? September 18th through the 20th, 2015. (laughs) I can't hear it. I'll never hear it again. (laughs) Well, you need to lower my headset. My headset's loud again. I don't know what's going on. Is there a short in that or something? No, it's all good. Okay. It's too loud. Because now forever I will not hear again. (laughs) Um, So, all right. That's going to do it for housekeeping. We'll turn it over to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story. New York man dies in apparent drowning on Castaway Key. Uh, Police in the Bahamas say a U.S. citizen on a cruise has died in an apparent drowning while swimming off Castaway Key, Disney's private island in the northern Bahamas. 
According to reports, the incident occurred on Thursday, February 26, 2015, shortly after 4 p.m., and the man was swimming at Serenity Bay, the adults-only area, which doesn't have lifeguards in place. There, uh, there are signs stating that swimming is at the cruiser's own risk. The Royal Bahamian Police Force identified the man only as a 38-year-old from New York and did not release his name or hometown. Police said an autopsy will be done to confirm the cause of death. The man was a passenger on the Dizzy Wonder on a five-night cruise to the Bahamas that departed from Miami. Disney spokeswoman Angela Bliss said crew members and medical personnel responded immediately to the incident and the company is working with Bahamian authorities on the investigation. All right. Well, first of all, it's a terrible tragedy. Um, And, you know, our, 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 our condolences go out to the man's family. But uh, anybody want to start taking bets on how long before Disney has lifeguards? Yeah, that's exactly And swimming what restrictions at Serenity Bay? Well, there was, it's interesting because um, in and amongst all the news that was floating around about this, something someone mentioned that uh, there used to be no lifeguards actually on the ship. And there was an incident where a child drowned on right. the ship, and now there's lifeguards on the ship. So maybe this is now something that's needed. Well, there were always lifeguards on the family beach. Um, there were always lifeguards on the family beach, but never on Serenity Bay. That's the adults-only area. And, yeah, the signs are posted. Swim at your own risk. This family's going to sue. I'm not going to weigh in on whether that's a they're right or wrong, uh, but... I, I would be surprised if a lawsuit doesn't come from this. And Disney is, I, I'll, I'll bet dollars to donuts, they're going to restrict the area where you can swim on Serenity Bay, and they're going to put lifeguards uh, on that beach. I mean, it's so sad when anyone passes away, but you think about a family on vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you all leave together and one of you doesn't come back. I, it just is, it, it, it has to be devastating. Yeah. And I can't, I mean... I thought every place you went in Serenity Bay, you could stand up. I mean, apparently, I didn't go out far enough. Well, unless some, you know, who knows? Something could have happened. There could have been a medical issue where he went into distress and wasn't able to stay above the water. Who, you it, know, we don't know. But. It, that, when I first read it, I thought they didn't really tell much about him other than he was 38. And you think people that are 38 are kind of in the prime of their 38, life. 38, so. you know, that it's just, I mean, it's a tragedy on, on any level, but 38 years old. So you think there must have been something else? I can't imagine... Well, one of the things is there's no uh, there's no rope or anything that says don't go beyond this point. So you're right. There is a very shallow beach and a very shallow waterway, but you can go out as far as you want. Yeah. So someone could get caught up in a tide. And if I remember correctly, there's a point. I mean, it's shallow for a pretty pretty good distance on Serenity Bay, but you drops. get to a certain point, it drops off, and it does become deep. But you know, again, I don't go in the water much just because you know no one needs to see that. Um, so and I fell asleep on a raft one time, and I, yeah. I or dozed off on a raft. And all of a sudden, I woke up, and I thought, I'm a mile from shore. And I thought, I mean, that's it. I've got to start paddling back. And I realized I could jump off the raft and just stand up. <laughs> so, But I don't know how far out. But you're also nine feet tall. <laughs> that's actually so. true. And, you know, just because you're 38 years old doesn't mean that you do know how to swim. Mm-hmm. True. Um, there are lots of adults that don't know how to swim. So if he did get caught any sort of a current or it dropped off on him, you know, he could have panicked. And yeah. That's really sad. Yeah, it is very, very sad. But like I said, I'm uh, all but guarantee that uh, Disney's going to put put lifeguards I hope so. on that beach. I bet they would. I bet they would. You had mentioned restricting where someone could swim. Now, that's interesting because now they just added three or so more cabanas. So the beach has now gotten longer. So I don't know how they can restrict the area you can swim in because it's now... Well, otherwise, they would have to have... Their, uh, I, I, I don't know what the what the accepted standard is for how many lifeguards lifeguard per yeah. certain Quite, area. Yeah. But, you know, they're going to have to make sure then, if they're going to allow swimming all down that beach, then... Two lifeguards, three now... And they also, you know, in the family area, there's that lifeguard that's posted way out by himself. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, floating. They should do that on Serenity Bay. Like, have maybe one on the beach and then one also out there. Yeah, it's... I'll just yeah. be terribly curious to hear what happens after the autopsy comes back to see what the actual cause of it... Yeah, maybe. what the actual cause yeah. was. But still, uh, very, very sad. Sad. 
All right, our second news story. SeaWorld releases earnings report showing declining attendance and profits. SeaWorld Entertainment has released its latest earnings report, and numbers are down across the board. Revenue for the year was down $1.37 billion. No, it was. The revenue was $1.37 billion, down 6%. The revenue for the year was $1.37 billion, down 6% from $1.46 billion the year before. Looking just at the fourth quarter, revenue was down 3%. To 264.5 million from 271.9 million. Net income was down a staggering 96% uh, since the last quarter of 2014. The year's attendance was, was recorded at 22.4 million, down 1 million from 2013. David D'Alessandro, chairman and interim CEO, mentioned that they, quote, are making progress on our search for a new CEO and are on pace to complete the process within the six to nine month time frame we originally estimated. Jim Atchison, the former CEO, stepped down in January. He remains vice chairman of the board. Uh, D'Alessandro also mentioned that a new public relations campaign was in the works to be launched in April, which hopes to reverse some of the decreasing attendance and bad PR from the Blackfish film. The campaign, quote, will be a long-term initiative that will focus on people who have mixed feelings about the park and give them a positive view of SeaWorld. He said admission prices were not would not be raised, even though Walt Disney World and Universal both raised prices in the last week. This is a change from the norm. SeaWorld usually follows suit and raises prices in the days following other parks' announcements. Well, as Jenny Lynn mentioned, I think it was last week, that you were, you were said you would be surprised if they raised their yeah. prices given the... Uh, yeah, I went on Fox News to talk about ticket price increases, and they wanted to know about all of the parks. SeaWorld and Busch Gardens were the only parks that had not raised their prices at that point, and I... You know, speculated that they weren't in a position to do so. Biz Journal, uh, Business Journal had reported that um, one million fewer people were in attendance at SeaWorld this last year, and that's significant. And, you know, there the, 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 there were two things in this news story that really stood out to me. Number one uh, was the fact that this park posted a twenty-five million dollar net loss mm. just in the fourth quarter of last year. Um, it's my phone. <laughs> Vibrating, sorry. Uh, just in the fourth quarter of last year, $25 million loss. Those are words you don't normally hear when we're listening to theme parks earnings reports. Uh, these parks don't lose money. Even in its worst year, Universal was still posting profits. Right. Profits could be down year to year. There's not the same but it's thing. not a but net loss. Yeah, but it's still a profit. Um, so hearing that, that, that was... That was a, a stunning, a stunning revelation. But uh, looking at a million fewer people coming into the park, um, this hatchet job of a documentary—and I, I really shouldn't even use the word documentary because it's not—it's—it's it, it, a—it's—it's uh, a, a propaganda hit piece. Really did a number on SeaWorld. It really, really did a number. And they did it by lying and misrepresenting facts and taking people out of context because, you know, after all, it's an organization that is effectively a domestic terrorist group, PETA, um, that will stop at nothing to advance their agenda. I and think that the, the telling thing was Don Branchow's family said it's not true. None of it's true. Oh, a lot of well, some of the people that they interviewed and it came out afterward and said you took me completely out of context. And then of course the fact that they're presenting people as scientists who it turns out aren't scientists. They're, I think one they're of the animal thing, rights activists. One of the things that's interesting is I think people here in Orlando see SeaWorld a little bit differently. I don't know if any of you watch the news over on the um, East Coast. Fourteen was it fourteen or twenty four <laughs> manatees got stuck in a uh, drainage culvert and. SeaWorld was there for, I think, 48 hours. They wouldn't leave the animals alone. The volunteers from SeaWorld mm-hmm. got every one of them back out, treated them with antibiotics, and released them back into the wild. And and they get no credit for it. Right. They get no credit for it. And they've been doing that for years. 
This isn't new. This isn't a, re- a response to Blackfish. They've been doing that for years and years and years. I, well, I remember, um, I remember going to Busch Gardens Williamsburg, which is owned by, at one point, Anheuser-Busch, which owns SeaWorld. And when I was a kid, this is back in the 80s, they had promotional films where you <laughs> waited in line for a roller coaster that said how they help the, the otters and they help the dolphins and they do all this stuff. They've been, this has been part of their cause for as long as I can remember, is helping out animals. I... I uh I, I don't know. I'm, uh, th- it makes me sad because I think SeaWorld is, is a wonderful place. I it's a, a great theme park. And I think that while I don't think any organization is a, uh, above being criticized, and I respect the opinion uh, that killer whales should not be kept in captivity, what I don't respect is lying, manipulating, and grandstanding, especially uh, grandstanding over the death of someone uh, and making it seem as though she would have supported this. Um, uh, These people are disgusting. They are domestic terrorists. And the fact that they have been able to do this to SeaWorld is really sad. Um, You know, look, SeaWorld deserves some blame here. The fact that there's just now a PR campaign coming, how many years later? Um, You know, and that's one of the reasons this, uh, the CEO had to step down. Because, you know, we, we figured that when, when it was announced that he was stepping down, that the earnings report wasn't going to be good. And sure enough, the earnings report wasn't good. But, you know, they need a Hail Mary pass at this point because this is this is significant. A million fewer people posting net losses. That's a, not good. I have a poll idea, and I don't want $50. <laughs> what can we ask people if their opinion of SeaWorld has changed? We've, we did that. Did, did we did that like six months ago. Did yeah. You? What was the answer? Um, I, I have to pull it up, but um, it was kind of down the middle, I think, if I remember correctly. I'd have to go look at the, the, the poll results. But I'm going to answer a question that's part of chat. Yes, SeaWorld helped when the oil spill was in the Gulf. No question, yes. SeaWorld, all the volunteers were along the Gulf Coast, and yes. Again, that's something we hear all the time in Florida. Right. I don't know if that information goes out across the country. I don't know if it's national news. SeaWorld does a lot with its um, conservation, its rehabilitation of certain species. It just, I think the question comes into play, like you were saying, with the whales. And um, at least the issue that I take with it is, aside from blackfish and the emotional manipulation in the film, I've watched it three times, I do feel like there's definitely emotional manipulation going on in that movie. But I still feel like it raises some valid questions. Um, Not all of the information is not factual because I've checked it myself through things like National Geographic and so on and so forth. The facilities that they have for the whales just aren't adequate in some ways. And I understand that those particular whales can't be rehabilitated. My issue comes into play with stop breeding them. Don't breed them into this situation. Look, like I said, I I, I respect that argument. Um, And I'm one of those people who, I don't know. I can see both sides of that, uh, but I think it's a it's a it's a valid argument, and it's a valid topic for discussion. What these people did in Blackfish is beyond contemptible, in my opinion. It is just beyond contemptible. I think once you lie, you lose all credibility. But unfortunately, unfortunately, they really haven't been taken to task the way they should. I'm surprised SeaWorld didn't come back at them. You well, know, and that's what they to. should... Well, no, they they didn't in some respects. They had been challenged to debates. They refused to acknowledge the people that were putting out these challenges. And I think that in that regard, they lost Don't a lot. Don't you remember their initial response was, we are not going to respond? Yeah. yeah. Their initial response was, you know what? Then eventually, fine. then uh, at some point last year, they did respond. <laughs> and they responded pretty forcefully. But it was too late. Well, not only that, but the way that they were responding, they were quoting their own people. You can't use yourself as your own resource to back up what you're saying. You have to go to outside sources, which was not what they were doing. So uh, I think that's where a lot of this comes into play. Um, I think that they would actually be in a better position if they were able to somehow, you know, take care of these whales for the remainder of their lives and then maybe because it really looks like okay we're just you know breeding these money-making animals i mean the the orca whale is its mascot but they're can i they ask don't you a question have facilities that are adequate 
Why is that not the case for all animals? Animal Kingdom has lions. Yep. It might. It might be. But it, the, why is there no no film about that? There maybe there should be, and I'm not debating. I'm. I agree with you. But I think I the thing is that these became the poster children yeah. for this, and yeah. a it was major, an easy mark. It, right, and a major company right. has taken a financial hit. You could go to any zoo in the world. I mean, Ringling Brothers keeps elephants. I, I know, and they chain them up outside. The, the auditorium in downtown Orlando where the Ringling Brothers is there. I, 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 I want to be clear here. I, I certainly support ethical treatment of animals. I'm an animal lover. Um, I do not support PETA. PETA is an extreme left-wing organization that is, in my opinion, a domestic terrorist group. They do things that are not right. They do things that just are not right. And I realize I'm probably going to get in trouble with some people for saying that. I'm sorry, but that's my opinion. Uh, I think what was done to SeaWorld was a hit job by a group with a very heavy agenda. And a lot of that agenda had very little to do with the care and well-being of orcas. It had a lot more to do with getting their names in print. They have gotten a lot of ink from this. A lot of ink. And that's exactly what they were going for. They went after the biggest target. They went after the easiest target, the easiest big target they could get. They weren't going to do this to Disney because Disney has Disney has the, a, the resources, the PR department. They know how to fight back against this stuff. Disney would have chewed them up and spit them out. SeaWorld was a much, much easier target. It was big enough because as a national profile, you can't go after the San Diego Zoo. You can't go after these local zoos. Not enough of a big profile. SeaWorld, that's a big name. It's all over the place. And and they 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 it was a surgical strike. They hit, they inflicted an, an enormous amount of damage, but they didn't do it because they care about the whales. They did it because they care about the press. And they lied and manipulated. And there's a lot of evidence out there to support that. That's not just my opinion. When I first saw Blackfish, I was like, wow, okay. This is bad. I mean, then I started doing some research. I'm like, oh, that's what you're doing. This was all emotionally manipulative. And yeah, when Don Branchow's family, the trainer who died um, uh, at SeaWorld, uh, when her family came out against this film and said, you know, how dare you use our daughter? She never would have stood for it. I felt like that whole part was really unfortunate as well, maybe from a different angle, uh, um, because I felt like putting that in there actually detracted from the point that, well, I mean, aside from the money making, but the valid questions that were raised, I felt like bringing her death into it. And I, it's a terrible, terrible thing. But I also felt like it worked against them in the sense that it, it detracted from the the main point that was trying to be made. But I'm um, going back to what you were saying, Kevin, I'm in absolute agreement with you. There's definitely an inconsistency here. Why haven't we heard about, you know, how the lions are being treated at Animal Kingdom or whatever else? Um, I don't have the answer to that. Um, I think what I was my Pete actually made my point. I don't think this was about whales. No. I, I, I don't think it's about whales at all. I think it was about the biggest, easiest target. And and they, I'm sure they got a lot of fundraising out of it. I'm and sure I think they made a lot. My of opinion is once you lied, everything you say is then suspect. Yep. Well, and I think that that's also worked against SeaWorld as well, though, because some of the, like I said, some of the information that they came out with in their PR release, they're using their themselves as their resource, and some of that information does not line up with other information that you can find, such nope. as with National Geographic. No question that SeaWorld... There was a spin on it. SeaWorld, well, of course. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a company. Right. So what I'm saying um, is that the credibility on both halves... Well, is, to... It's a lot more suspect on the side of Blackfish, I think. But, you know, look, SeaWorld bumbled their way through this from day one. There's no, there's no way that, uh, that anybody could say that SeaWorld handled this well. They didn't. Um, if they did, they wouldn't be looking at these numbers. But, you know, I, when you're going to do a documentary, a good documentary is going to have voices from both sides and let you make up your mind. Um, an emotionally manipulative, dishonest documentary is... Well, if you want to see the, a great example of a dishonest and a manipulative documentary, just watch Blackfish. Just watch Blackfish. So, all right, we got to move on. We'll run, run along here. All right. So, Our third news story, Disney Parks blog shared a sneak peek of the work being done to bring the world of Avatar to life at Disney's Animal Kingdom. 
Last week, the Disney Parks blog posted a short video with what they are calling a special sneak peek of the work being done to bring Avatar to life. The posted information also included a new image showing what the floating mountains will look like when guests are first welcomed into Pandora, the mythical land based on the blockbuster film Avatar. Guests will also be able to wander through a nighttime jungle of bioluminescent plants that are alive with light and sound and discover what it feels like to soar into the sky riding a banshee. Um, did you guys watch it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't. I it's haven't. like yeah. 30 seconds. There's really not much in it's it. Li- it's like, what a tease. 29 see, seconds. Or looking at Joe Rohde and um, <laughs> James Cameron just looking around. And stuff. Stuff. Right. right. You're giving misinformation now, just like. Uh, Peta, I know you said too. it was thirty seconds. <laughs> I did. I it was it's true though, Craig. It's like it's them looking at stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, some glowing plants in the video. There's also a walkway that you can see when you step on it. There's glowing spaces underneath your footprints, so it kind of gives the bioluminescence, you know, element. So it looks like they do have some neat things coming, but there was just so very little to this well, video. That's because they already showed us that too, though. Like I feel like I I didn't see anything new when well, I watched. Yeah. It's because they're 14 years away from opening this, which made me wonder why we why this was such a big deal that they released it. Well, here, with the walkways, at least whenever you step on them, they move. That's just showing off something that's not going to work two months after it opens. We're never Are you talking see about the again. Yeti? Yeah, there you go. Animal Kingdom. Craig's so optimistic okay. about it. All right. I, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. This is what's going to happen. You have all these people that are poo-pooing Avatar Land and yawning, and oh, I'm not excited about it. It's going to be a much different story when this opens up. This is Joe Rohde and James Cameron. Okay? There is no way this isn't going to be awesome. It no, is I going to be is. awesome. I wish it would happen in my lifetime, but it's probably not going to. But it's going to be awesome. So um, I'm praying to God I'm right. I agree with you. I I, what I saw, I really liked. Even though it was only a short glimpse into you know what they had available to display and that it is taking a long time, I thought the stuff that I saw was really cool looking and really promising. I am I really so excited did. about being proven wrong. Yeah. At this point in time, I don't care. Me either, Kevin. Yeah, I, I thought I'm, Avatar I'm just, was a horrible movie. I did not I, enjoy oh, it. Oh, I disagree. I loved it. <laughs> I, I saw it like two so, years after it came out. I don't, I don't see how this is going to be like an E.T. Like, I don't understand. I don't see Avatar as like E.T. like lasting for generations and generations. I agree with Julie. Do your kids watch Avatar? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're way too so young for that. I don't know that. that it's jumping generations <laughs> like other movies have. Well, the other thing is that the land is going to be completed and correlating with the release of the new film. So it's possible that there will be a new excitement about it with these sequels that are coming out hopefully I'm excited about just you know atmosphere wise it should be beautiful um, you know that that alone I can get excited about what I was confused about is I didn't understand no, no why we had this video at this yeah. particular time because I'm looking forward to the Billy Jean walkway that lights up <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool all right Thank That'll you. do it for the news. Thank you John um, we are going to do we have another Disney food fight to do this week uh, last time we had done uh, Mickey Bar versus Dole Whip, we're getting a little more, a uh, little more detailed on this one. You guys, are you guys ready for me? Momentarily. A little more controversial. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. we're ready. Um, just uh, when I was in the Magic Kingdom with my family, went into the Main Street Bakery. Which, you know what, the Main Street Bakery is awesome. Yeah. It really is. There's some great stuff in there. Um, and so I specifically to do a food fight, I went and bought a bunch of stuff. First of all, the fudge in there is really good. Are you talking about the Main Street Bakery slash Starbucks? No, not Main Street. I'm sorry, it was the confectionery, not the bakery. The confectionery. Um, the I candy store. Because I thought we had some sort of epiphany. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Sorry. I misspoke. I'm talking about the confectionery, the candy store. Yes. Um, it's really fantastic. I mean, and they've got some great fudge in there. They get some great stuff. But um, I asked the girl behind the counter, what are the two most popular things you sell. And she didn't hesitate. Uh, the first was the, um, well, let's do our little our little Here, thing. I've got the slide. You get the slide? Well, yeah. don't we have a little animation? We could do Disney yep. food Take fight. It. Okay, all right. Boom. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a white oh, screen. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so <laughs> that was really good. I liked it. Like Mr. Bill. <laughs> um. So we asked what the two most popular things they sold were, and one, the first one was the Rice Krispie uh, Mickey head with covered in chocolate and M&Ms. And the other most popular thing was the chocolate-covered candy apple covered in M&Ms. Wow. So that's your choice. The Rice Krispie Mickey head covered in M&Ms or the candied apple covered in chocolate and M&M's. So the apple's candied and covered in chocolate? They're both covered in chocolate. They're both covered in M&M's. One's a Rice Krispie treat, and one's an apple. covered in M&M's? I don't care what's underneath. <laughs> <laughs> but these are, the, the, according to the young lady I was speaking to, two most popular items sold at the confectionery. So that is this week's food fight. We'll, uh, we'll have that up a little later on this afternoon. Uh, Facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged is where you can go to cast your vote. And uh, we're running these. We're running these kind of perpetually. Uh, we'll give the results next week, but we're going to keep these. Uh, uh, we're going to keep these up for a while, so people can weigh in. But that's your food fight for this week: the Rice Krispie Mickey head covered in chocolate and M and M's, or the candy apple covered in chocolate and M and M's, or. There should be a third choice. Anything covered in chocolate. I was just going to say, just by the chocolate and the M&Ms. <laughs> if, if Chad is any indication, the Rice Krispies are going to win. I had that one. That one was delicious. It was. It was, but it was yeah. chocolate. It was covered in chocolate and M&Ms. I would how could it be the Rice Krispie? For sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I will say this. If you want some really good fudge, the fudge they sell in there is... Is really very very good. I was really impressed. It's expensive. You have to mortgage your mortgage your house to buy some, but it was so good. But it was good. So yeah, we bought like we bought like a whole bunch of candy. There's a short story. John's dad was here one time. We were in the Contemporary, and we walked around Bayview Gifts, and I said, "Al, do you want anything?" He said, "I want some fudge," and I said, "What kind do you want? I'll buy it for you." He said, "One of each." So I went and I said to the lady, I'd like one piece of each of your fudge. Well, there were like 22 kinds. <laughs> so I spent $120 on fudge. And I came Not back out, and I handed it to him. I said, here is one of each. And he goes, I meant vanilla and chocolate. <laughs> he almost got thrown down the escalator. And they're also, they're not pieces of fudge. They're bricks yeah, of fudge. Yeah, they're big size. Huge. Yeah, they're decent size. Um, but yeah, that's like, uh, I don't spend a lot of time in there. Like, I... Like so, it was kind of cool going in and and just kind of checking everything out and seeing all the stuff. A lot of that stuff they make right there, uh, so it's, that was that was really cool. I really liked it. So there. Now it's time for rapid fire. Don't we have an animation and music and <laughs> for closing out the food fight? <laughs> no, for uh, for for rapid fire. I want I want animations for rapid fire. Fire running really fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead and start with you, John. All right, uh, mine is about book signings at Walt Disney World uh, in March, this upcoming March. We talk a lot about um, artists being at Disney and signing their art. I think it's cool that they have some book signings. Um, the first one is March 6th. You can meet the uh, Major League Baseball legend and author Cal Ripken Jr. He'll be on hand for a special appearance and signing his newest book, Out at Home, which I was surprised to learn was a child's book and not his coming out story. Uh, you will need a game ticket to attend the signing. March 13th. I was thinking the same thing. Really? You read it? You said it. Out at home. Oh, girl. isn't that good? Oh, he's coming out. Uh, March 13th. You, you can, go, girl. You can <laughs> <laughs> you can get a copy of Lee Cockrell's newest book, Time Management Magic, also not his coming out story <laughs> at the Art of Disney. <laughs> there are no coming out stories this month. There are <laughs> Oh, you're killing me. March 25th through the 26th, if you're a fan of Ridley Pearson. Is he coming out? <laughs> <laughs> coming out. You'll be among the first to pick up two of his newest releases, releases, releases Kingdom Keepers, The Return. Book One, Disneyland's and the Syndrome, A Kingdom Keeper's Adventure. I have no idea if that was two books or what. I don't know. That was really confusing. Um, this is going to be a special event. A lot of people are going to show up, so there's going to be a whole big thing where you got to get a wristband and get in line, and if you don't have a wristband, you can't get a signing. So make sure you get there early, March 25th through the 26th. I'm happy that they're doing book signings. It makes me warm inside. 
We went into the bookstore in. And it's not the acid reflux. <laughs> we went into the bookstore in Hollywood Studios one day, and the man said to me, I was just looking at the books, and he said, Oh, you should have been here two days ago. And I thought, Why? What happened two days ago? He said, Julie Andrews and her daughter were here signing books. And I thought, And you didn't call me? <laughs> All right, that's my rapid fire. All right, thank you, John. Kevin. On March 12th, uh, Disney is going to release new Pandora beads, and I have animation for you. <laughs> the first one is a mini bead. <laughs> the second one is a safety bead. Where now, for those for those listening, Kevin is holding up uh, images of these things to the camera. So oh, they'll be on the show notes page. The second one is a safety clasp where you put one on each side of your bead. So if it, the clasp opens up, you still have a chain. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to lose that ugly thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Julie, don't like Pandora. <laughs> can, can we get some, like, cat fight noises? <laughs> oh, I know. I don't like Vera Bradley. I don't like Pandora. So sorry, Julie, dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. <laughs> I'm entitled to my picket. Actually, she's not at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Whatever. That way she won't have to read the emails. Uh, there's a Disneyland and a Walt Disney World charm. I think this is cool because usually they have Disney parks. Right. So the fact that they are actually making two, so you can get a uh, charm from the actual park you're in, <laughs> yeah. I think that's it's good. It's not homogenized. It's not homogenized. <laughs> However, I think these are the two cool ones. For you listeners, there is a Mickey's Fun Wheel. It's got sort of a turquoise and sterling silver, and there's a monorail bead. That's cool. Yeah. Against an Epcot-type background. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry? Against an Epcot-type background. Yes, it looks like the Epcot Spaceship Earth wall. And a monorail going around it. See? Animation. That's it. March 12th. It's going to happen in Disneyland and Disney World. And they tell me it's going to happen at... Um, in Disneyland, it's La Mascarera de New Orleans. At New Orleans Square. If I said that wrong, don't write to me. At Disneyland Resorts, it's going to be Uptown Jewelers in Magic Kingdom Park. Again, don't write to me. I don't care. There you go. I'm done. Thank you, Kevin. Janeline. Uh, my rapid fire has to do with outdoor kitchen menus at World Showcase for the Flower and Garden Festival 2015. We have them up on the website, www.info.com. Um, the, the food and the beverage kiosks are set up, and the ones that are near countries are uh, reflecting the countries that they're near. America has them, China, France, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Mexico. Mexico, 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 Morocco, and then um, there's some other random ones. A new one, Botanis Botanico, and then I guess these are oldies but goodies. Urban Farm Eats, Pineapple Promenade, Florida Fresh, and Intermissions Cafe. You can find all of the specifics on the site. So hopefully we'll see you there. Awesome. Okay. Thank you very much. Mrs. Martin. Well, interestingly enough, mine is about SeaWorld. <laughs> there you go. And they're bringing back their bands, Brew and Barbecue, and this year they're honoring America's heroes. They're going to be partner- partnering with the USO of Central Florida. Mil- dis- military discounts will be available for active military and veterans. Um, Roland Emerson, the executive director of USO Central Florida, said we're thrilled to partner with SeaWorld, and we appreciate their longstanding dedication to honoring the troops and retirees. Working together with BB&B, we can make a difference in the spirits of many service members and our families. Um, if you guys remember last year, lots of people dropped out because of Blackfish. Yeah. So um, this year, it's going to be every weekend in March, starting at 1130 each day. Concerts will start at 4. Um, the first performer will be Toby Keith. Yay. March 7th. <laughs> <laughs> and then Leonard Skinner. Put it down and not. Right there with Pandora. And <laughs> but Leonard Skinner is exciting, except, yeah, well, we know. How many of them are There won't alive. be a lead singer. <laughs> um, and that's March 8th. Um, it's usually a fun event, but uh, the, the event is included with the price of admission. They're not like Disney. They don't charge you extra for the event. Right. <laughs> So it sounds like a fun time. I think the fact that they're honoring the the veterans and also our current military is really nice. Um, I hope that uh, they have more than just those two bands coming. They're painting the whales red, (laughs) white, and blue for Toby Keith. I would think that they wouldn't have as many people dropping out this year because 
these people they have, have already memories? no because the artists that would be coming in this year would already know about the situation with blackfish and they shouldn't yeah. be having a reaction so much later I think it's nice. I think this is all part of the rebranding that they're doing right. because it used to be called Bands Brew and Barbecue Shamu. So that was really <laughs> controversial at the time. So I think changing the name has helped a lot. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Julie. Dustin. <laughs> yes, I have. What do I have? I have that yesterday, uh, not yesterday, a couple days ago, uh, Disney Parks blog uh, revealed photos for the Magic Kingdom Hub expansion. Uh, Now, I was actually in the parks not too long ago in Magic Kingdom, and uh, some of the walls are getting a little lower. You can see over them. And um, uh, uh, Disney Parks blog has now got a a gallery of like four or five images that shows what the uh, hub will actually look like. This is over near uh, the picture, if you're watching, is over near Adventureland and the Crystal Palace, that area. And it's almost kind of like this, uh, like Central Park little walkway. It's nice. It looks like a park. It's really nice. It's really cool. I'm interested to see once this finally opens. And I I do not know when it will finally open. the whole thing will be completely unveiled, but I can't. <laughs> oh, dear. Can't wait to see what the uh, traffic flow is like through all this, and and how people use this space. What is happening? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah, great right. job, Justin. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Uh, all right. <laughs> but anyway, in the show notes, we'll have a link to uh, their blog that has all the photos, so you can take a look at the the Disney, the Disney approved uh, photos of the hub expansion. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> There's a lot of inappropriate going on over here right now. So I made myself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dustin. Craig. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be no jokes with mine, but the extravaganza is coming back to Epcot. He um, says with such enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean. Well, he fought hard enough for not? this rapid yeah, fire. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. See if I get it right. The extravaganza is coming back to Epcot. I said this was the most popular rapid fire that everyone wanted. It was. He had to fight hard for it. It was the bastard stepchild. No one wanted it. (laughs) Everyone wanted it. Uh, So if you haven't done it before, from March 27th to April 5th this year, you can spend five of your very hard-earned dollars on a uh, a really cheaply made map that kind of has a fun little... uh, character design of Epcot and then all as you walk around the World Showcase you look for hidden eggs all around and then you put a corresponding egg sticker on your map and if you get them all right then you get a special prize. $10,000? Two years ago it was a keychain. I don't know what it was last year but I'm sure just as equally disappointing. Just tell people that it's $10,000. A lifetime (laughs) supply of MAC cosmetics. That's what I think it is. Random. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You watch too much. <laughs> okay, extravaganza. All right, thank you. Rhino, did you have anything? No. <laughs> he doesn't want to be made fun of. <laughs> Not any like, scratch that. Oh, honey. <laughs> Rapid fire shame. <laughs> Unless, did we talk about Frozen Funland is rumored to be coming back to Hollywood Studios this summer? No, no. we didn't. Oh, well. There it is. I think I, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I, I hear fireworks as well. I think that I think it'll be the same thing they did last year. You hear fireworks time. now? <laughs> I hear fireworks right now. Is he just making up rapid fires? <laughs> I can. I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it at all. I, yeah. <sighs> okay. okay. Are we done? I think we are. All right, bye. All right, that is gonna, <laughs> that is going to do it for me for this week. Coming up next, us and the team take your voicemails and answer your emails. So thanks, everybody, for being with us. We hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>